Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday, as always, myself, but this time also Lorna. We are here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you want more, then make sure you sign up for our weekly mindset and performance hacks. They will be delivered straight to your inbox on a weekly basis. And all you need to do to sign up is go to mindic.eu slash weekly hacks all for free. We're just going to send you heaps of mindset and performance hacks every single week. Link to that also available in the show notes. So you don't have to tick in that whole thing in your web browser. So just go to the show notes and click there and you'll be able to sign up for this. Also, make sure you hit us up on Instagram. It's Jocelyn Liliano in one word. There we're also posting a lot of mindset and performance tips. And you can also chat with us and you can let us know what you would like us to dive into further on this podcast. Because we want to help you as much as possible, but we can't really do that unless we know what's going on in your writing and what you would like our help with. So also make sure you find us on Instagram and send us a message uh, or a question telling us what you would like us to focus on going forward. In today's episode, this is another conversation between myself and Lorna, where we dive into a bad round. Well, we're not really going to do a bad round, but we're going to talk about the topic of a bad round. What is actually a bad round? Can you say that a round has been bad? Or is that a bit of a negative connotation? We're all about positivity. So we dive deep into the definitions here, what we refer to as the bad round syndrome, <laughs> because let's be honest, we've all been there. Question is, is it actually helping you? So we're going to dive deep into this. Come with us and dive into this together with myself and Lorna. What was it he said? I didn't fail. I figured out 10,000 ways not to do it. I love that. That goes back to what we were talking about, the bad round as well, that there's no such thing as a bad round if it leads you to some kind of realizations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things can give you a bad feeling, though. Mm -hmm. And a bad feeling means that you want to change something because you don't want to have a bad feeling. So it triggers you to change. Like it's like motivation and movement. It comes from either that you move away from pain or towards pleasure. And a lot of the time people are motivated by different things, but they say like moving away from pain is, is the most powerful motivation for most people. And I think that is exactly that pain in the sense of an uncomfortable feeling. And it's a bad feeling, but then also that's not a bad feeling because that leads you to take action and that leads you to change and that triggers you to do something about it. I'm agreeing with you, but I think before, and I guess a lot of people are in the same situation before you do any of this work on yourself. I don't know about you, but for me, like you do see it as bad like some rounds are before you do any of this work bad. on yourself yeah. yeah like you can't figure anything out like you can't there's nothing good about it and sometimes like some rounds are just see that's where I get stuck like some like I agree with what you say there's always a positive in every situation but some days it's challenging <laughs> yeah but again I think it's bad I, I agree. you know what like I do agree 
you know what I think a bad round is a round where you have a bad feeling and afterwards you don't do anything differently you don't do anything to reflect mm. on what caused yeah, yeah, yeah. it mm. uh, and you don't extract any lessons it doesn't trigger you to change to ask for advice and do something different that's a bad round if you had that bad feeling and you didn't change anything going forward you didn't extract any lessons then it's so a bad round you are allowed to have a bad round but the important thing is like you've just said is to reflect on it sometimes it is really challenging to find a positive like i do believe that like I think reflection is a better word. You know, we're like, there's always a positive in the situation depending on Mm -hmm. how you view it. And I think that's true. But maybe a better way to say it would be as long as you can reflect on your experience. Agreed. But here's what I think. If you find that, if you reflect, let's say you have a round and you reflect on it and you find a lesson or you have some kind of realization or trigger some kind of action of yours, Mm -hmm. then that is a positive. Correct. It's reframing. That's exactly so what it is. It's is it then still a bad round? So for example, this is an example that we took. Let's say someone has a quote unquote bad round, because I don't like to call it a bad round, but quote unquote bad round. We'll refer to it like that for now. You have two stops, take down half the poles, uh, half the fences. Okay, it was a bad round. Okay. But you know what? What if you come out and the day after you're like, okay, something needs to change. Something really needs to change. Okay, what is the reason here why it went like this? Yeah, it's because I can't deal with my competition nerves. I I don't know, like it takes over. I don't ride as I usually do. I just stiffen up in the saddle. I don't breathe properly and I don't ride like I usually will. And therefore that happened. You know what? I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to like take up contact with a mental coach and, and I'm going to see if I can get some help. And in that sense... I would no longer refer to it as a bad round because it triggered a positive action. Yeah. You agree? But not every not everyone can see that. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes it's not easy to put across your point of view. Not everyone agrees with your point of view. And like you say, you can have a lot of conversations with people and you try and put across that it's not bad. Like I do. I said that to you before. Like I pull people up on saying it's a bad round. But you know, it's fine. And if you decide that you need help after that. Mm-hmm then that is the positive. That is the positive. Yeah, and then you can turn it. And you know, if you look back on that, and I think it comes back to that. It's not about convincing anyone about that it is a good round. No. But I think if you afterwards, you know, maybe it's one week down the line, maybe it's one year down the line, maybe it's five years down the line, when you look back at that situation and you realize that that was the one thing that triggered you to start to go into a different path that five years down the line has put you in a completely different situation. I think then then is when you realize that it actually was a good round. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that when you say find the positive in every situation, like when you first probably said that to me, it's like you're lying to yourself. Like you say, you know, it's not pretending that your round was no. No. great because if it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> and it happens to everyone. There's no point in mm-hmm. lying to yourself and saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, I had seven fences <laughs> down, but... The other four were great. And I know that is fine, not positive and reflective, mm-hmm. but there needs to be some sort of, you know, if you had more of your round was less successful than successful, mm-hmm. then you need to find out why. Yeah. And it's great to say, yeah, I rode those four fences really well. And I say that to people as well. Like I've said it myself. You come out and you have one fence down and people ask, how have you done? And you say, oh yeah, I had one fence down. Mm-hmm. What about the other 12 that you've written really well? You don't mention mm-hmm. them. So I think that's different to having 80% of your course not go to plan and 20% did. 
because then you have to really reflect and figure out what's not really working. I think you always need to reflect. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter the result. It doesn't matter what feeling you have. I, I think you always need to reflect. And that it takes a lot of discipline because Hannah, I'm not, I'm not also always reflecting after my competition. I wish I could sit here and say that I am, but I, I'm not. Uh, that takes discipline to do that. But what I do know for a fact is that every time I do it, something productive comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's quite funny, actually, because I remember those podcast episodes that I did on when I was writing Cyclist. There's so many people that have reached out to me who and who said, I love that you did that. Uh, it was so cool to like see all those realizations that you had. And it's really triggered me to do reflection after my rounds as well. So even if that was, you know, the one thing that came out of that podcast series, I think that's uh, a really valuable, yet again, realization of that, the importance of reflection. I was going to say it's more cha- I think exactly what you said like you don't always do it I don't always do it and it's probably more challenging to do it when it goes well and that sounds ridiculous but you're actually kind Absolutely. of on cloud nine and everything's amazing yeah. and it's all gone to plan and you think you've got it and we see that with people all the time and then you go off to your next competition and that that's good and then you go to your next mm-hmm. one and suddenly it falls apart and then you can't remember what you've done the one before or two mm-hmm. before that actually yeah. gave you that really good feeling so you yeah. get you're back to square one into the oh I could do it before but now I can't do it again I can't remember what I did and I don't know why it worked and then you go back into that downward spiral of I'm no good I'm a shitty writer what's the point in trying yeah and you start overthinking it and overriding it and everything well yeah you know when it went well it's an excellent opportunity to to look at what what did I what are all the small things I did now that was a recipe for success and just keep on doing those things and and that's why I I tell all of my clients as well you know just just write down all those like even if it's tiny things that you think don't matter, write down everything that you're doing leading up towards and, and on competition day, whether it goes well, whether it doesn't go so well or however we're going to call it, um, because it's it's telling you something. And it's so important to be able to look at that, have that information and look at it from a non-judgmental standpoint and don't get like upset or personal about it. And, in, and I think that's why I don't like the terminology bad round, because like, a lot of people get really emotional about that. They're like, yeah, it was bad. And oh, they feel really bad about it and all those kind of things. And I think that's why I don't like the terminology. I would prefer, and this is obviously easier said than done, as most things are, but I would prefer if we could just say, okay, this is what happened. And this is what I think caused it. Rather, like not put any emotion on top of that because bad brings a bad emotion immediately. So if we can just, and I always try to ask my clients like, what did you experience? And a lot of people think that's a very weird question. But the mm-hmm. the reason why I ask people that question is because I know if I ask people, uh, how did it go? Um, got I get the answer, good or bad? And we attach an emotion to it immediately. And I always want to find out, like, what did you experience? Like, from a factional standpoint, what happened? And why? And let's figure that out. Again, easier said than done. But I think that's why I don't like that word of, like, was it good or was it bad? Because you attach an emotion to it. I do agree. I completely agree. <laughs> there is something that, like you could still dig into a bit further. I agree. There's nothing good or bad. You know, that that is a personal thing. Like that is a word that you put on something yeah. like that is it's only you that decides whether something is good or bad. So, yeah, when you mentioned that as well, because words are just words. They are words. Like they are just words. You could say it was purple. You could say it was blue. You could say it was orange. It makes no difference. <laughs> like the actual word only means something to you. Yeah. So like you say, if people when you ask them could instead of good or bad and I'm not saying that it's wrong because I don't think anything's right Mm -hmm. or wrong again I think it's really personal but if people could give you a description rather than just using a word 
then I think that would all help us out hugely. Yeah, because that's what I said to you but earlier. The, why do people have to do that? Like, why do people have to say, how was that? This like, is it's just a word. Like, it's a description, isn't it? Like, people not even they feel they have to it's just it's just something that we do i think as humans yeah, it's, it's good it was bad it was okay it was all right it's what we've been trained to do all our entire oh. lives that's just like you come up from school like, oh, how was school like it's it's just a normal part and it's it's a way to be friendly in our community right you ask people how are you like you don't really expect to get an answer it's just how was it how how do you feel good bad like it's it's just how we are and how we're trained right they're just words. Like they're, they're just words. They're just noise. I, I, Rob Dylo says this. It's just a noise coming out of your face. That's that's oh. all it is. Like he, because he, he always says like people will comment on the fact that he's swearing a lot in his podcast, and he's like, yeah, so many people get so offended by the fact that you swear, but at the end of the day, it's just noise coming out of my face. It's the meaning that you've assigned to it. It's not me making you upset. It's the meaning that you've assigned to it. So there and you that go. Is so there, there is your answer then. Like good, bad, whatever. It is just that is your meaning. It's personal to you. Like is that what yeah. we just said? Like it's it's just your meaning of that round. So you just attach a word to it. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think also you can define the way you feel about a round. Depending on which word you choose to label on something, you will also influence your feeling. So by just choosing other words that have a different meaning to you, you can also hijack your system a bit. So on one hand, you you have a certain link and you have a certain emotion attached to certain words. So if you, like, if I say dog, that like a completely different thing. But if I say dog, it makes me happy because the meaning that I have linked to that is my spring spaniel, who's a very happy dog. So whenever I say dog, that for me has a positive link and I, I become happy. There's a feeling that that creates with me because that's how I attach to it. But the other people who are more cat people that don't like dogs, they... When I say dog, they might become afraid and they can have a lot of negative feelings attached to that word. So it's I think it's more about the meaning that you have attached to that word in your the word the words you speak to yourself are so important and the words mm-hmm. or the labels that you give yourself to the yeah. things that you do. I guess that's yeah. We label ourselves as useless. Yeah. Shit crap like i know those are all bad words as such there we go bad words swear words they're bad words to you yeah hmm. they're just all labels that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. yeah who labels themselves as brilliant i do nowadays now i'm all this personal development work <laughs> i well, labeled you as brilliant today actually <laughs> very grateful for them <laughs> but how many like realistically people like you wouldn't Tell me one thing about yourself. How many people would walk up to you in the street and say, I'm brilliant? <laughs> yeah. And why is that? Because... because because exactly that thing, like society has told us that we're not 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 even not allowed, but it's not something that you would use to describe yourself. Mm-hmm. We always say that, your identity, isn't it? Like if you ask somebody, like, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Like people just give you, you know, my name is and I live in Scotland mm-hmm. and I do whatever for a job. Like what is that that's not you like but that's who you've labeled yourself as you yeah. did I guess it's a whole different conversation but anyway yeah, uh, we, can, we can go deeper this let's <laughs> let's go back to everyone walking down the street and asking you know how are you I'm fantastic I'm brilliant I'm okay mm-hmm. like most people say yeah I'm okay yeah I'm good mm-hmm. not so yeah great. that's like a starting point just um actually start to use words that actually fe- makes you feel good 
because the, the, here's the thing as well the way we do one thing is the way we do everything right so you know people could even have i think actually now you mentioned that i think people could even have sometimes trouble labeling it around as good mm-hmm. because they're afraid of what other people are going to think of them like if i say I that, that my comes- yeah, exactly. And that comes down to that thing that we always feel we have to justify everything with a negative first. We have to say what went wrong first. Mm-hmm. Not up ourselves. Oh, like it's, it comes down to that thing. If you ask somebody, like, how many people are going to stand up and say, I am brilliant? My name's Lorna and I am brilliant. Because mm-hmm. that whole thing, like, oh my God, you feel like you can't say that. So, how was mm-hmm. your round? Well, I could have turned off that corner better yeah. and I should have had a shoulder and I should have done a half halt. But yeah, it was all right. Like, like yeah it's as if it's not okay to say that you're happy with something yeah this reminds me of you remember that pep talk we did a couple of weeks back we had the exercise of the people had to write themselves self-advertisement so they had to advertise themselves so they had to write down sort of sell yourself commercial that that was the what we named it so basically you know how you would see an ad for coca-cola and they are sitting you telling all the things that are great about coca-cola and so basically people had to come up with a sell yourself commercial so it, it was such a cool exercise and people just lit up and everyone, but everyone's like, this is amazing to be able to sit and say this, but also it feels so weird because you never speak to yourself in like yeah. a, about yourself to other people in this way. But it, obviously when we set the scene and we did this in that call, it, it was a space where you could do that. And yeah. we were all doing that. We were cheering each other on, but this is so unique. Like we've never, I've never done this in my entire life. It feels so weird, but it feels so good. And I think it comes down to that thing that you think that people are going to judge you. Like, oh, my God, did you yeah. hear what she said about herself? Oh, my God, did you see what she said about her yeah. round? Like, you think that people are going to be like, she thought that was a good round? And exactly. you think people are going to be talking about you instead of, like, finding it for yourself. Like, if you think that is a good round or a quality round or mm-hmm. a successful round or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, then go with it. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, round. <laughs> Because you people also don't know you. People, And here's the thing as well. People don't know where your starting point was. Recently, when I went to that eventing competition and I had 62% in dressage with my five-year-old and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was so happy that I was like, I was jumping up and down. And like, I, I was like, see, why do, you, why, do you even, why do you even laugh when you say that? Like when you said, I went to that eventing no, competition. No, because then and you're, you're laughing like you think that people are laughing at you because you got 62%. Well, that was all. I'm not going to say people loved me in me. Absolutely not. But the reactions that I got from it, some of them were like, wow, that's really, really good. But like, for example, my dressage trainer, he was like, he was happy for me because he could see that it was like, I was really happy with it. But part of him was also like, yeah, like, that's good. And I was like, yeah, but like, see where we come from. That is brilliant. And so it's all about, and then he agreed and then he saw my perspective and then he was like, yeah, you know, fair enough. If you compare it to other scores you might have had before, that is really good. But like, it wasn't the same enthusiasm that I had, but that is just because for me, that was such a big deal because all the struggles I've gone through and it's been such a challenge to even ride a circle with this horse. So like, let's, you know, be able to bend it inside. So like to get 62%, that was big deal for me. Like I, it was as if I had won the world champion. Because from my perspective, where I came from, it was a big deal. And other people cannot always see that. They cannot see what, what your starting point was, all the effort that you've put into that. They cannot see that. So you should also not care so much. Absolutely. I can see you value the opinion of your trainer. But the mm-hmm. fact you had 62% is neither here nor there to anyone. Like you said, they don't know your horse. They don't know your journey. They don't know where you've come from. So 
it actually has nothing else to do with anyone else probably other than you your family your coach yeah. your friends the people who genuinely have your back other mm-hmm. than that no explanation is needed you don't need to tell anyone like you don't need to explain yourself to anyone and there's nothing wrong with 62 percent either just to put that out there for you know, <laughs> but, you know geez oh like we've all we've all got a starting point we've all come from somewhere everyone's mm-hmm. horses are different everyone's experience is different who cares as long yeah. as you can see improvement in yourself and in your horse mm-hmm. then that is all that matters yeah, but I, I do think like in the past, like for me now, it was I was so happy about it. But I think that because I've trained myself and I was I was like I could tell people that I like be super thrilled about it. I think in the in the past, I probably wouldn't like I wouldn't have told people that and been proud of it because I would have had that thing of like, oh, but it's only 62 percent. And what are people going to think? What if I now say it was really, really good and, and then I have 62 percent? What are people like? Oh, my God, does, like you said, does she view that as a good score? Like, oh, my God, she can't know what she's talking about kind of thing. Now I don't care anymore. So now I was more like sharing it with everyone, jumping up and down. And yeah. only afterwards I realized that, oh, people might not understand how good these actually are. But I really don't care. because but who like cares? Said, exactly that. Who cares? Yeah. I actually watched a video, um, I've not told you about this yet, the other day. And it was a girl at home schooling her horse. And she'd put up some big fences. I think it was a Cavaletti and a line of fences. And the horse to my eye, jumped down really well. She was pushing herself, like, mm-hmm. stepping up. There was nothing wrong with it. The horse didn't have a fence down. And, oh, my God, the whole Facebook warriors came out saying, you know, the horse wasn't ready to step up. She wasn't in good balance. She was doing this. She was doing that wrong. She's going to ruin her horse. And it actually made me really angry because, mm-hmm. first of all, it's her journey. It's her horse. Like, she wasn't sucking it in the teeth. To me, there was absolutely nothing wrong with her balance. Yes, she was probably pushing her comfort zone, but good on her. Like how many yeah. others were sat there at home on their little mm-hmm. keyboard warriors, you know, slagging yeah. her off or doing whatever. Well, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing sat at home? What yeah. are you doing with your horse? Do you know? Because that's the thing. Those people with those opinions, they're usually not the ones who are actually there out there pushing their comfort zone. Those no. are the ones that are sat at home that don't even go out competing. Like they don't even know. And but a lot of times it's just that jealousy. Same thing that we started with, believe it or not, after this 10 minute, 20 minute conversation that came from nowhere. Uh, exactly why people, you know, people are, for me then, that poor girl is probably not going to post again because she just got slated from all these people. Yeah. So it comes down to the same thing. How was your round? Like people feel like they have to act on the defensive all the mm-hmm. time and explain why it was less than perfect. Because like we do live in a society where people are just rude and obnoxious and not everyone, like it comes no. down to that people do have your back. But I think that's why it makes us so defensive all the time. Why we always have to say that negative thing before the positive thing. We have to explain ourselves. Yeah. But here's the thing as well. I I do think that 90%, or this is at least why, I I think that 90% of people out there are good people. Like, they want to see you succeed and they're happy to see you succeed. But of course, as we are, we care about just, the ten percent. Only laughing because I'm thinking you must live in a different place to what I do. Well, eighty then. Let's say eighty percent. I think eighty percent of people, humanity, are good, and they want to see other people succeed, and they want to. I I do believe that most people are good, but then of course you've got those keyboard warriors, and yeah, they're always people, and they could be good people that are simply just jealous, or that has been in a bad spot, yeah. or you don't know what they've been through. They could doesn't matter, make them bad people again. <laughs> for that reflection, they you know, 
might just have a challenging day. I think it's just important to not assume that everyone is bad and everyone is out to get you. I think most people are good people. And I think the more you go into, and this is a totally different topic, but believing is seeing. So if you believe that most people out there are bad, that's also the kind of behavior you're going to get from people. If you believe that people are good and want to see you succeed, that's what you're going to get. It depends on your circle. Like I have yeah. quite a small circle and those people are genuinely, I don't mean a sort of small circle of friends, but a small circle of people that I actually listen to. Mm-hmm. And those are genuine opinions that I actually value. I'm yeah. not interested in anyone's opinion that is outside my circle. I don't feel like I need to justify myself to them. I don't feel like I need to explain my results to them. Nothing. I am in my own lane doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I do think that helps, though, because like you say, it can be quite challenging if you if you put yourself out there like this girl and did it and you get a lot of negative comments from it. And that's why I do think it can help in the beginning, because we need to train ourselves to dare to say we are good and and that things went good. Like, you know, we need to train ourselves to do that. And of course, if you immediately get that negative judgment, it's going to be challenging for you to keep on doing that. So I do think it's really important that you have a group in which you can share that where you are going to get a positive response. Sometimes you need to get feedback also to be built up, but it's given in a positive manner. I think that's the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And those are the kind of people you want to share those kind of things with in the beginning. So rather than putting it straight out on Instagram or Facebook, yeah. share yeah. start with sharing it with a group like that and thereby train yourself and your brain and your belief system to see that actually I can share stuff without getting slaughtered. Like you always say as well, like people are always going to have an opinion of you. Of course. Like you, you might as well do what you love like, and you might as well do what you want and express what you, whatever you want. People are always going to have an opinion of you. So it doesn't really matter. We also need to challenge everyone to start making strides in their writing so they can start making strides in their... No! We need to challenge everyone to start making strides in their mindset so they can start making strides in their writing. <laughs>